the United States of America, home of the brave. A place that is filled with different cultures, diversity, beautiful scenery, a place I call home. But one thing many people may not know about the USA is the artisans, craftsmen, and women, photographers, musicians, creatives, makers of all sorts that come with this beautiful country. Many people tend to buy products from major online retailers that they forget about the make that is happening right here in America. From the Industrial Revolution and even prior to that time period, America has continued to build its economy through makers, and there are thousands of them. America has makers that forge steel to make knives and axes, sew skirts, hats, and handbags with materials of all sorts, paint and capture visuals that are forever in your home and carried in your heart, share stories through music and writings, make special treats and refreshing beverages, and much more. Join me through the journey through the lives of makers across our country to hear how they get down with their craft. I'm Kristen Vermeule, and this is Makers of the USA. This episode is sponsored by Town & Country Federal Credit Union. Town & Country Federal Credit Union is a member-owned, not-for-profit financial cooperative. Their commitment is to build solid, long-term relationships with their members, and they're here to help you save and plan for tomorrow. I recently joined Town & Country Federal Credit Union as I needed to open up a checking and savings account for the Makers of Maine podcast. I received the best service at their South Portland location as they treat their members like family. What I enjoy the most when it comes to my partnership with Town & Country is their continued support to the local community. Dave Libby, who is their CEO, is a board member for Maine Cancer Foundation, and he has continued to give back to the various activities Maine Cancer Foundation manages to support the cancer community. Also, every Wednesday, they give back in any way uh, to various types of organizations and campaigns out there in the local area. Please check out uh, Town & Country's mobile app, and it is the best in the nation, so I've heard. And honestly, it is very user-friendly when I continue to use it. And uh, please uh, go visit their website at tcfcu.com. On this episode of the Makers of the USA main series, I decided to interview a maker who was fresh and new as she decided to pivot her business in the midst of the pandemic. Sounds very similar to my story as I had to pivot my publicist business to start this lovely podcast. Ramona Allen was originally a reflexologist who connected to people through her hands. With the pandemic's challenges, she found her true calling that includes color, hope, excitement, paints, canvas, or better known as art. But it isn't just art. It's a different way Ramona connects to people, as when she receives a request from a client, she takes it and runs with it. She recently turned her reflexology practice into a studio and art gallery. When you walk into the space, you feel like you're going to art therapy, a place for healing, a place for light, a place for positivity, or really just to cope with whatever emotion you are feeling. I felt a deep connection with Ramona as I stumbled upon her work through Instagram when I was at a really low point in my postpartum depression, which I've been open to you all about, and it's something that I continue to uh, figure out and have a lot of challenges with. Her artwork, which is right in my office and has been featured in a lot of Instagram Lives and TV segments, is a piece that truly connected with me. 
You will find out why during our interview because it is quite a story and it involves my dog Porter. Now, let's get to it. Let's talk craft with Ramona Allen with Ramona Allen Healing Arts. Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you for tuning into Makers of Maine. We have Ramona Allen. Um, thank you so much for being on this podcast. I have been waiting so long to interview you. I am just happy to be sitting here in Gorham or on Main Street. So if you hear some cars driving by, we've had some motorcycles drive by too, so you'll probably hear some noise. But you know, <laughs> I know, right? Summertime here. It's a beautiful day. Um, so Ramona, typically, uh, the question I start off with with all my guests are, what is your craft and what inspired you to start it? My craft is I'm a painting artist. Um, I got inspired to begin painting. Actually, uh, the winter of 2020 was a hard one for me. I was struggling with some seasonal depression. The days were short and dark, and mm. I needed something to brighten up um, my days. I needed some stress relief. And um, being in the health and wellness field, I... Um, Decided to like practice what I preach, basically. Yeah. Telling my clients that you need to take time to take care of yourself, do something that you enjoy. And so I decided to um, invest in painting. Now, that's something that I'd always had an interest in. Right. But I'd never taken the time, really, um, to invest in the materials. Um, right. You know, just that me time. Um, yeah. But I decided it was time. <laughs> so, um, I actually... Um, happened to hit the Michaels, or no, it wasn't the Michaels, it was the AC Moore, going uh -huh. at a business sale. Uh, I arrived right in the middle of that, and, um, you know, to my delight, uh, there was a steep discount on supplies, so I went ahead and I splurged on, um, you know, normally when you're first learning to uh, dabble in painting or craft, you don't buy large gallery-wrapped canvases or, right. you know, um, the artist-quality paints, those type of things. But I was able to do that at that time, and uh, it turned out to be very fortuitous because shortly after that, um, I ended up having to put my reflexology practice on hold, mm -hmm. and I was at home and during the quarantine with lots of time and all of these materials to begin painting. Wow. So that's how I started. So tell me, let's take a step back. What is reflexology? Tell us about that career path, because it sounds like it's very hands-on. So very. at the time with COVID, I guess you had to like completely shut down that. So tell the audience a little bit more about that practice and really what that entails. Yeah, so reflexology uh, is very hands-on. It's using your hands to apply pressure uh, to the reflex points that are located in uh, primarily the hands and the feet. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Lots of health benefits, um, but mainly uh, my practice was focused on stress relief um, and also as an adjunct to therapy for people struggling with PTSD. It mm. works through the nervous system wow. to calm the nervous system and really helps other forms of therapy to function better. Interesting. I didn't realize it helped with PTSD, and yes. I know that is a very just unfortunate ongoing medical issue a lot of Americans are dealing with. And I mean, how many patients were you seeing? That was my focus. I would say about um, between 15, you know, 20 a week. Wow. Um, so my schedule was full, actually. Mm -hmm. And I felt like all of the outgiving um, was starting to take its toll, actually, on my mental health. Right. And so really, the painting was a part of that. Mm -hmm. um, that was why I got into it. 
wanting that element of self-care to do something for myself that I thought that I would enjoy. Right. I really didn't have any aspirations at that time mm-hmm. uh, for doing it professionally. Um, yeah. didn't think that I would be producing anything that would be sellable. Um, <laughs> that wasn't my goal. Right. Um, but it ended up. Yeah. I mean, you took really the space that you had your re- reflexology per- reflexology yeah. practice. Man, it is yeah. a word. It's a <laughs> I actually spelled it wrong on my original business card. <laughs> No, it's so funny because you've taken this space and now it is a gallery of just beautiful art. And, you know, did you study, you know, this sort of healing practice at first? Um, Like, what did you study in school? Did you go to school for it? You just kind of learn it. So my degree is actually in psychology. Really? uh, For crisis and trauma counseling. That's actually how I found out about reflexology. Wow. I set out to be a trauma uh, and crisis counselor, and I found out that really calming the nervous system is key Mm -hmm. for other modalities of treatment to work. Uh, And that reflexology is so effective, um, I decided to go learn it. I actually had never had it practiced on myself before I went to school. I just knew the studies, read the materials, and thought, I need to incorporate this into what I do. Oh, my goodness. Uh, And it was actually so effective that I ended up just settling right in there. I did finish my degree, uh, but then just settled right into uh, doing my work through reflexology. Wow. And did that happen in Gorham? Like, where were you? Right here, actually, in the same building. Really? How long have you been here? Yes. Uh, 2018. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And are you a born and raised Maine, or are you from outside of Maine? So I've been in Maine since I was in middle school. Wow. I did split up my younger childhood years between Montana and Florida. And, oh, wow. Uh, my father is actually in the ministry. He uh, received a pastorate up in Portland, Maine. Wow. And I remember when we got the news that we would be moving to Maine, it was exciting. It seemed kind of like a, yeah. a foreign land. I had never <laughs> met anybody from Maine before. And uh, quite an adventure. I love it here. That's yeah, great. I've been here ever since. Wow. Yeah, I just thought I would ask that because, you know, It seems like you've been practicing this sort of healing practice and now turning it into art. And so how did you get into art? Like, was that just a hobby that you grew up with and then it turned into what it is now? Like, tell me a little bit about that. So I've always been creative. Um, I have five children at home. That in itself is a creative endeavor. I'm sure. (laughs) um, Most of anything that I gave myself to creatively involved my children. In fact, actually, the night that I went to AC Moore, originally I was going to pick up some art supplies for my youngest son, who had requested some. That day, I'll never forget, because I was actually, that was the last reflexology client that I had. Um, before the quarantine and oh my goodness I, I shut down um, yeah. I had a couple of weeks off after that and then that just segued right into the quarantine um, wow. but I remember while I was working on that client thinking when I go to AC Moore to pick up those supplies for Isaac I need to get some art supplies for myself yeah so but you know no prior to that I had not done anything um, wow like oh my no. gosh I mean it's it's hard to believe because mm-hmm. guys when you walk into this space you see sort of the craft and the colors and you know it seems reminds me of the coastal scene it reminds me a lot of Maine when you walk in here and so tell me about the first painting you've ever done like walk me through that process what's going on in your head because I know it's not just art I know you really relate to it as a healing practice too so I would love to hear more about that yes so originally I approached it as a form of color therapy so it was about laying the color down on the canvas Mm -hmm. and just enjoying how that, how the colors played together. Yeah. And really the way that I've taught myself is through uh, my two best teachers have been mistakes and happy accidents. So <laughs> just playing, literally just playing around 
with the with the paints and seeing what they do. Uh, my first works were and. Um, most of my work still is centered around the ocean. Nice. Um, the ocean is a place that has always been a place of comfort for me. Right. When I think of a place that um, gives me hope and that form of stress relief, it's going to the ocean. Yeah. Of course, I miss that in Maine in yeah. those January, February months especially. So I thought if I can't be at the ocean enjoying that, I'll paint it. Right. And that's where that began. Um, as far as the healing arts go, you know, I really did miss that connection that I had with my clients. Yeah. Not being able to um, connect with them hands-on, not knowing if how long I, it would be before yeah. I could again, uh, and missing that connection. Um, so originally... Ramona Allen Healing Arts was my Instagram feed for my reflexology practice. Mm -hmm. And I would post um, different things relating to health and wellness, mostly with holistic or alternative medicine. Right. So I began to share my artwork on there thinking that it might inspire someone else maybe to explore their creativity, not thinking that it would be um, something that would move into a career mm -hmm. with sellable art. But the yeah. um, reaction that I got from people um, was really unexpected and wow. joyful. So um, you just threw up pictures of your art on your Instagram and that yeah. really just built mm -hmm. your customer set then, yes. it sounds people like. began to write to me uh, initially thanking me, saying yeah. that, you know, uh, that what I was doing and what I was experiencing through the art, um, just feeling that sense of joy yeah. um, in a place that was actually rather dark and having a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. um, I found hope and right. light through putting all of those feelings out on the canvas. Yeah. And as I shared that, people began to tell me that they experienced that through viewing the art. And wow. through that, I found that connection where I was wow. still inspiring and reaching other people people right through a different medium using my hands in a different way yeah exactly yeah. and what a beautiful way to do that by the way um but also at the same time you do commission work and then you also have sort of like your own line that you just throw out there and it's not yes. exactly commission work right Correct. so tell me some examples of commission work you've done I remember when I came in here the first time guys so how I met Ramona was through Instagram yeah. randomly connecting with her I loved this um piece of art that was on her Instagram I wanted to come in I saw it mm -hmm. and I, we connected right away and I think we our energy fed off one another mm -hmm. I go home, <laughs> I accidentally leave my piece of art in the car, and my dog accidentally went into the car, ripped a little tear into the piece of art. I was bawling my eyes out, but Ramona was so kind enough in fixing it. <laughs> like, I had to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was crazy. I, I felt so bad, and but I love that piece fun. so much. Um, but it's sitting behind... Um, Usually, typically, when you see me in interviews or, you know, doing my Instagram lives, that piece of art is and behind me in my there. office. <laughs> yes. So it has a story behind it. it so now everyone knows about it. Yes. But um, no, I, I would love to hear, you know, some of the commission work. Because when I was in here last time, you were doing like a huge piece for somebody. And mm -hmm. they had a lot of emotion going on and a whole yes. story behind it. So I really would love to hear an example of that your commission piece. That piece is actually pieces. behind you right now. Really? Still here. 
Oh so my gosh. the woman that commissioned that has purchased that piece of artwork, but shortly after it was finished, she her, she had a job transfer down to Pittsburgh. Oh. So we've been in contact since then, and she yeah. doesn't want to risk having it mailed. Um, I don't so blame her. I said, I'm more than happy to hold on to it for you in my gallery. <laughs> I don't mind having it here. When she comes back to Maine, right. she is going to be taking that back with her. Wow. But yes, she was one of the ones that reached out to me, and um, you know, I believe that was actually my first commission. Really? Really? And it was big. I mean, look yeah, at it. Yeah, I remember. It's big. Um, it's huge. When I bought that canvas, I couldn't fit it in my Jeep. I had to have my husband come and rescue me, <laughs> put it in the back of his truck. Oh, my goodness. Um, but that was for Courtney. I had her name on it. So she wrote to me and said, I am going through a very difficult time right now, um, social issues uh, going on. And she said, I feel like I just need you to help me. Yeah. I feel like you could paint something that would help me. Um, and I said, of course, I'm not going to turn that down. Right. <laughs> yes, I will do my best. Yeah. And um, so she she gave me some specifications of some other pieces I had done that she liked. And, and she said, but other than that, just use your creativity, what comes to you. And yeah, that's it seems okay. like what I've been hearing from others is that you are so good with um, the healing energy. Like you really can touch a soul mm-hmm. like you learn about their story mm-hmm. and like you p- turn it into art. Yes. And um, I feel very similar to that because, you know, with your piece of art, like, you know, coastal and ocean really reflects off me. Mm -hmm. And I was going through, still am going through a really difficult time because I had my youngest son um, right at the start of the pandemic and going through postpartum depression. And man, it is awful for Mm -hmm. any women that go through it. I can relate. And yeah, it's, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, that kind of reflects off my story because I'm like, every time I see that picture, I'm like, I remember meeting you. Mm -hmm. I remember starting this podcast. Like Mm -hmm. it was way at the beginning and getting to know makers that are just being stood up because of COVID Mm -hmm. and pivoting their business. So Mm -hmm. hence the reason why I'm here talking to you today. Yeah. It's just like, I think people relate to it and they have to get their hands on something and um, really keep it made in Maine and made in America, keep our brand. Mm -hmm. And um, so I love what you've done. And, you know, what other things do you craft other than painting? Because I know when we first chatted, you were doing earrings and candles like you've got such a wealth of craft. (laughs) An explosion of creativity that came out of me at that time. And I think when I talked to you, I was kind of at the height, the zenith of things just I thought I could create yeah. bags, scarves, earrings, everything. candles, everything, <laughs> I'm creating everything. And for a while, I just let loose with that. I right. didn't harness it. And I'm glad that I didn't because that was part of learning who I am as an artist yeah. was just letting that free, right. not reining it in, you yeah. know, whatever, whatever came to me, I was going to do it. Um, but over time, um, I realized that some of that I needed to go through a pruning season because um, it was taking away from what I really love to do, wow. which is the painting art. Right. And I kind of had to explore more to mm-hmm. realize that, you know, that's what I want to get back to. Yeah. Is the painting art and just making sure that whatever I do doesn't impede on or take away from what I love the most. Because right. what I love the most ultimately is what I do the best. Yeah. Um, some of the other aspects of things, I realize that, you know, my creative side, I love to do the design. Mm-hmm. But then executing that same product over and over again, there's not as much joy in that for me. Right. You know, and then it becomes more work, work. And, yeah. Um, I find that staying with the joy, Mm -hmm. actually, in that place, that's where I do my best work. You know, good for you in identifying that and recognizing that because 
Um, I just had a conversation interview with Aaron Little, who's mm-hmm. a renowned photographer in the local area. And she says sometimes after you get, you know, in the gr- groove of the photography craft and world, mm-hmm. like you use the sense of lose a sense of the creativity yes. like you're like the joy yeah. right and like the creative strategy behind it yeah. and it's good that you recognize that early on mm-hmm. like in your crafting career because that's, that's your focus is. yeah and um I kind of had to go outside of that for a little while to realize that yeah you know? and part of it for me I think just getting started um part of I think the feeling of thinking I needed to diversify was that I didn't have as much faith in myself as a painting artist I didn't feel necessarily that I had what it took that that would be enough it Mm -hmm. seemed too good to be true really you know so I thought I need to diversify I can't just be focusing on this if I want to really get into you know the creative arts I've got to branch out you know right um but I found once again that this is where my energy is this is where I work best so anything else is going to move slowly from here and it can never be at the expense of what I'm doing here with the painting art. So well, this good is where I've settled you. for now. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's some, it's, it's a self journey, right? You it figure is. it out on your own, mm-hmm. but l- let me ask you this. Have you had any mentors along the way? Anybody like kind of help you sort of in like the structure of your business or, you know, really providing motivation? I'm sure your husband and your family have I been a big support. I have had, um, such support from my family. In fact, I think they're my biggest fans. They love Aww. all of my work. It's almost yeah. like, I don't know if I can trust their critique though, actually, because they <laughs> love, especially my husband, he loves everything that I do. I'm like, I right. don't know if I can trust you. You like everything. Aww. But um, yeah, they love my work. They all want me to paint for them. In fact, my husband has some paintings of mine in his office. He's so proud to show them off. Um, so having that support at home, um, it's great That's because awesome. of course when you know I was a, I was a stay-at-home mom for many years actually before mm-hmm. I went back to college and started my reflexology practice right um, my children were the main focus for many years and um, you know you don't you don't want to do anything that would necessarily take away from that oh of course um, but at the same point I felt like I needed more yeah, you know? yeah. Um, there's a season it's all in seasons I right found, you know that you can have it all just maybe not all at one time they say you I know? totally so get I'm it. learning still how to balance <laughs> all of that and finding some great satisfaction in realizing that there's actually so much more to me right uh, but having the support of my family means a lot that's great yeah. and it seems like I think I remember last time I was here your son was here and like I you did, yeah. yeah he was like getting out he's like mom can I have a canvas like mm-hmm. I want to start painting mm-hmm. Like, do you do workshops at all or do you teach others how to paint? I would love to do that. Yeah. Uh, it's something that I have thought about. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, I was thinking that maybe hosting paint parties here in the gallery would be something yeah. that would be fun. I did do one for our friends, a 13th birthday party oh, a couple fun. weeks ago. I led a paint party in their home, Yeah, which I loved. Again, one more way to connect with others through right. art. Um, gave us something to do in common together, yeah. you know, uh, right. loved it. So that is something I definitely see myself doing. That's yeah. great. And what piece of advice would you give to a maker or an artist or a painter that's first starting out? Because I know you're still at the beginning stages and I'm just curious as to, you know, what advice you would give. Do what's in your heart to do. I know that sounds uh, maybe a little bit cliche, but it's the best advice. Um, and I actually did get that from um, someone else, another artist on Instagram. Oh. Uh, someone had asked this particular artist to critique their work. And he said, you know, it really doesn't matter what I think about it. It doesn't even really matter if you like it yourself. 
do what's in your heart to do because that piece will be out there for someone somewhere. Right. So take away that critic, take away the inner critic. Yeah. Don't be judgmental of yourself while you're working. Mm-hmm. Don't think about how other people might judge it. Do your best. Right. But ultimately, um, do what's in your heart to do. Man. If you have an idea, just do it. Explore it. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Right. That's the other thing, too. Um, as I have painted, um, again, well, I found out that there was such a thing as an underpainting, actually, by botching paintings. Hmm. And painting over them again and again. Yeah. And then realizing that the outcome of a painting that had done maybe like been done for the third or fourth time uh-huh. was so much better. Right. And I remember that with my painting that you did for me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I thought, I think I'm on to something here. And right. then because again I was teaching myself, <laughs> I actually didn't even pick up an artist manual, nothing. I'm just just me in the canvas. Right. And what comes to my mind. And, you know, maybe sometimes going off of the inspiration of a photograph or a place that I've been. Um, But, yeah, yeah. So I found out that, okay, underpainting, that's what this is. Right. (laughs) Establishing that base layer. I I came about that, again, just through trial and error. Yeah. So don't be afraid to make mistakes. Great advice. Mm -hmm. Pulls on the heartstrings for sure. Now, are, is there a specific style of painting that you're into? Is there like a word for it or is it just Ramona's painting style? I would say <laughs> that I lean more towards impressionism Okay. Uh, and some abstract work. Um, I would say you don't really see any realism here mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, if you wanted to try to classify, um, probably... The closest to that would be some of my flowers. Yeah. Floral work. Beautiful. Um, Those begin as photography, actually. Oh, wow. Um, But, you know, as I started to develop as an artist, I really wanted, especially when I thought about professionally and wanting to have a sort of branding. Mm -hmm. I wanted to maintain a certain aesthetic. And I really tried to pigeonhole myself into one particular vein or sphere. And... I just finally came to the conclusion that what's in my heart is is to be free and to yeah. not worry about trying to maintain any particular style or subject matter. So basically whatever I, I'm inspired to do, I do. That's great. I love that. I feel like I... I can relate to that even like in my style of clothing because I know there's yes. a lot of fashion designers Eclectic. that are yes exactly That's it's me. like versatile very neutral can be worn anytime mm-hmm. any season you know there's no trend mm-hmm. right it's like you're creating your own trend yes. you're creating a uh, work of art that someone will love and mm-hmm. put it into their home a piece mm-hmm. of you is in their home yes. which is amazing now I know you also, when I got, um, received, uh, the lovely piece of art you made for me, there was like a healing balm or, yeah. you know, it was very, and I, I do put it on do like you? every day. Yeah. Yes. Because it makes me think back to the painting and mm-hmm. like the whole coastal lifestyle yeah. and that, oh, it's that amazing. Was my intention. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you still do that? I do at, so I have some work over at the full circle gallery in Cornish. Actually, oh. that's where I first started selling. That's how I got into selling art. Yeah. Actually. Um, another, uh, artist, uh, photographer, Pete Talbot, uh, who's a mutual family friend, saw my work on Instagram and introduced me to the oh. woman who owns, uh, Shannon Surrett in Cornish, yeah. uh, her gallery and said, I think you might be a good fit. That's and amazing. That's where I sold my first work actually. So I do have those that she can give to her, um, clients there. But I, again, I, with my scaling back, because that was part of the craft too, actually a lot went into my thinking about how I was layering those essential right. oils and all of that. So, um, 
I think what I began to realize, I had wanted people to have that experience of carrying that uh, sense of joy or, right. you know, hope or whatever they got mm-hmm. positively from the artwork with them throughout the day. Yeah. Um, that idea actually came to me through my reflexology work because, um, and some chiropractors will do this as well, um, if you send home a swab of an essential oil, um, it can bring back that same reaction with your nervous system that you had um, while you were getting your treatment. Right, makes sense. Yeah, so I thought I would do the same thing with the painting. (laughs) It it works. I'm so glad to hear that. It truly works. So I have let that fall to the wayside here. Um, (laughs) You're so busy. (laughs) Now that you're telling me that, okay, maybe that wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, I think it truly works, you know, especially if you are into, you know, I think like a lot of females can relate to this and maybe males can too. Mm-hmm. It's just like having that scent, that reminder that, you know, that memory, Yes. you know, I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go visit this location. Mm-hmm. I've created a lot of memories there. I'm afraid to go back because I'm afraid I'm not going to relive those memories, yes. same memories. Yes. It's, it's kind of how I feel with the painting. Yes. It's like, Oh, I have those initial memories. I know I can create new memories when looking at that, but that bomb really yeah. does like those oils really set the tone. So I think okay, you should continue that. Inspired. <laughs> I feel inspired. I prune back, but maybe I prune back a little too far. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. it's a, it's a journey, right? It so is. it's like you Recalibrate. hear, exactly. But yeah. you know, I find that your true passion is definitely painting and it just, is. you know, yeah. getting into that and mm-hmm. you've built up your gallery so much. And, you know, so tell me, um, have you been going on any retreats or any trips to kind of help with the inspiration? I know yes. I've been seeing on Instagram, you're in Seattle. To travel. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about that. Um, yeah. So I made a trip to Puerto Rico. I mm. needed some warmth and sunshine. Yes, I don't blame you. <laughs> and very inspired there. And actually, you can see some of that in the work um, that I've done. And then I had the opportunity to go to Seattle because my second oldest daughter actually just moved out there. Oh, wow. Yeah, she married a man in the Navy. He's stationed uh, right oh, outside good. of Seattle. And so I uh, really incorporated... Um, my passion for the arts into that trip as well. That's and great. it was, it really was amazing. Yeah. I discovered Tahuli, who oh, yes. I had not been familiar with. So you asked me prior, has anyone been a mentor or an inspiration to mm-hmm. you? Um, I would say him more than anyone actually. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. When I, I, I was blown away when I came I'm back sure. home, I've been studying him, his philosophy behind what he does. Uh, and I'm not a glass maker, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But I was inspired at the scope of what he did mm-hmm. and the fact, not so much maybe what he did, but the fact that he did it. Right. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, that's where that's where it's at. Yeah. You know? And that he did it just for the sake of beauty mm-hmm. and that sometimes that can be enough. Sometimes wow. when we start to kind of develop our aesthetic with arts, we think, what is my focus? Yeah. What am I trying to do here? Mm-hmm. And there are so many issues. There's so many things that you can address oh, in yeah. the world. Um, but maybe sometimes it's enough right. just to create something that people brings people together and they bond over just because it's beautiful to look at. Yeah. And, um, you know, the neat thing too, is that, you know, I, I had somebody actually write to me and say, have you ever thought about exploring, you paint a lot through your feelings. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about exploring and expressing some of your darker feelings, those feelings of sadness, mm. those feelings of depression. And, um, they were surprised to learn that actually that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Most of my work, especially in the beginning, uh, I was feeling those feelings. Right. Um, I wasn't hiding them, but as I put those out on canvas, what came out was something actually very beautiful yeah. that maybe you couldn't tell what I was feeling, mm-hmm. um, but just the act of doing that was very healing for me. Yeah. And that came out in the work. Wow. 
that's so touching because yeah. it is like a healing practice. And I can like relate to that because I find that this is my healing, mm-hmm. you know, going through doing storytelling, yes. the podcast and everything like that is my go to. It's like I'm obsessed with it mm-hmm. because and I can't let it ever go because of going through those emotions and the feelings. So yes. it's so interesting to kind of see it as a concept of art, mm-hmm. but also in other practices that yes. you would not know what's going on with that individual. No. Um, hence the reason why I love to tell stories mm-hmm. if people are open to talking about that. Yes. And, um, and then tell me about this trip in Italy. I know you mentioned that you will yes. be showcasing art or doing a workshop of sorts there. So now is really one of the best times in history, I think, to be an artist um, because of the fact that we have the social media platform. Yeah. Um, really, all of my promotion, as I've said, mm-hmm. all came from just sharing on Instagram. Right. So, um, again, through just posting what I'm currently doing, I was contacted by a gallery in that has a physical address in Milan, Ooh. but they do, it's a digital gallery. So actually the digital gallery is located in Milan. So oh my you go goodness. and all of the work is displayed on giant screens that you can access through virtual reality. Wow. You can move them, blow what? them up, go in. Yes. That and, is crazy. Yeah. So, I've never heard of that. I know. Wow. Um, so they showcase it there, uh, but then also through all of their social media platforms. So it's a way of sharing our work, not only at their physical address, but throughout the world. Oh my goodness. So are you going to go to Italy and see this? Gosh, I would love to. I know. I was about to say. (laughs) (laughs) One day. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But your art's going to be displayed there. But my art is going to be there. That's so exciting. I didn't even know that existed. And the neat thing about this particular show that I'm going to be a part of, um, the theme of the show is throwing off constraints and doing what brings you joy without any kind of self-judgment or criticism just doing what you love that's how fitting yes it is it seems like you know and maybe you've learned through this thus far in your journey is like partnering with like-minded organizations or people because you want to stay on board with your vision and your brand so it sounds like this partnership this collaboration makes sense and that's amazing Mm -hmm. congratulations that's so awesome Mm -hmm. and thank goodness for social media right because i feel like that's helping you really grow as prime example guys so if you're a maker out there that's awesome put it out there that's the other thing too is don't again throw off that inner critic right just share it that's great other people will be happy you did yeah Mm -hmm. definitely people appreciate it and look to it and relate um, so where do you see Ramona Healing Arts going in the next five years? I would like to, um, of course, I'm going to keep painting. I'm going to keep painting and expanding. I'd like to see my work represented in more galleries, uh, more people seeing the actual physical work, um, yeah. although social media is wonderful. Um, there is something different about seeing a painting in person. Oh, um, yeah. Different experience. So, um, again, I'm just getting started here, actually, in Gorham, opening up the physical gallery here. Um, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what the reaction is because, actually, all almost all of my commission work um, has come from people seeing it online and saying they want something like that, not right. even having seen it in person. And then when people do see the work in person, they're like, oh, my goodness, it's so much better. Right. So I'd like to get my work seen. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a big thing. Um, And then also just expanding on the healing arts theme. Mm -hmm. Um, I am going to be right now. I have a trip planned. Uh, Originally, 
I had planned this to do reflexology work um, in Tanzania with the Gentilese Women's Organization. Wow. Um, their cause is very dear to my heart. It's about uh, helping women build small businesses so that they can have financial independence. Wow. Um, now, originally, I was going to go there and do reflexology work, uh, but just to as a form of stress relief and healthcare for these women. Yeah. Um, but now I've taken a step back from the reflexology work, and instead, I'm going to be developing a series of artwork, um, just really absorbing what they're doing, becoming inspired by it, and then putting together a line that I can um, sell and donate the proceeds to the Gentilese Women's oh Organization. My so that's where I see this this wow. going in the future. Yeah, yeah. that's great. I'm, I'm so inspired by mm-hmm. you and giving back to such a great cause and organization. I've never heard of it before, so I, I'm excited to learn more. Maybe I can grab more information from you so I can link it in the notes of the podcast. Um, now, are you planning on any events here to get people to come to your gallery and see the artwork um, this summer or in the near future? So um, this actually, having this opportunity, spurred me to bring things together a little more quickly. I had been planning on September having a grand opening gala. Right now, I am more of just by appointment. Okay. People wanting to see things and they can view the art, but I think I need to put something Yes. Sooner now. Yeah, I know, I was right? Kind of going with thinking uh, with the school schedule, things will be settled oh, in sure. in September. Right. But sometimes right. you just have to go with things. Yeah. You know? And I'm exactly. ready, so let's do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm here to help. So yes, I would love awesome. to invite everybody to come visit Great. your gallery because yeah. it's beautiful and just to see downtown Gorham. Definitely. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, this is the first time I've been here. In the first time visiting your studio, I was like, I didn't even know Gorham had a downtown. I've only been here it's for three years, guys. One. So I, love it. I know yes. it is. Yeah. I know. It's so adorable. I love it. And um, so the last question I'm going to wrap up with is, why Maine? Why start a business in Maine? And has Maine helped your brand at all? Maine is very supportive of artists. Um, You talk about local craft. Mainers like to support each other. We like to buy local. Um, So in that sense, it's a great place to be an artist. Um, Maine has also kind of like a nationwide appeal. And I talk about the fact that Maine seemed like a foreign land before I moved here. (laughs) There's something about it um, that just draws the interest. Um, When I have done traveling, um, it's really neat to talk to other people and see their reaction when they find out that I'm from Maine. So um, people like to buy from Maine. Yeah. They do. Yeah. And that in itself, I think, is is an asset. That's great. Thank you so much for your time, Ramona. This was such a lovely conversation. Um, Guys, I can't wait for you to see this lovely gallery and I'll include more information about when this opening uh, will take place. Thank you so much, Ramona. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into Makers of the USA main series. And thank you to Ramona for being on the podcast. If you'd like to see visuals of her studio and gallery space in Gorham, please follow the Makers of the USA on Instagram and Facebook. If you have enjoyed this episode series thus far, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Facebook. I will also link her website and social media handles in the notes section so you can follow along her journey and keep up to date on her art. Also, thank you so much to Zach St. Ward for joining us. He is a 
awesome photographer uh, based out of the southern Maine area, but him and his wife Natalie are venturing out to Washington State, and I'm super excited because they will get to be a part of my Washington State series, which is coming up uh, probably later on in the fall. Um, We're going to be shooting and doing all the interviews late August, so stay tuned uh, for the Washington series, and then later on, I will be launching the Maryland series prior to going out to Washington, so I'm very excited for you guys to tune into that. It is my home state. Glad to be going back to where the O's are and the Ravens are and where my lovely crabs are. Um, So yeah, I can't wait uh, to tell you a little bit more about my home state. Now for our featured musician is Caroline Cotter, whom you all have heard before in my previous episode with Atlantic Art Glass. This is her song, Elegion. If you would like to learn more about Caroline, please visit the Makers of the USA website for a Q&A I did with her. Thank you all again and stay safe and healthy. Maître de beurre sous Ilégeant Et du fromage, monsieur Ilégeant Les cheveux de ma soeur Ils sont gens Et même cette heure Donc c'est la vérité de mon jour un jour que votre grand soleil réchauffe ma petit cœur il est Je 